Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. That's not a knife. (laughs) This is a knife. What are you looking at? Don't look at a boy jumping there. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. Alright? Cash, no. Robo? No cash. Swear to Christ, please, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Whoop G'day, I'm Andrew Pearce, and this is The Last New Wave, the podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. This podcast is recorded in the lands of the Wajuk people of Perth region, and I want to pay respects to their elders, both past, present, and emerging. On this particular episode, I had a chat with the director of the fantastic Australian documentary, Backtrack Boys. It's in cinemas October 25, and the director is Catherine Scott. This is a really beautiful film. I've seen a lot of films this year, and I know I, you know, if you've listened to this particular show already this year, I do tend to bang on about the really good stuff, and I like to share about the good stuff. But Backtrack Boys is quite simply one of the best films of the year. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. It's uh, heartbreaking, it's funny, it's heartwarming. I just absolutely love this movie a lot. I think it's exactly what we need in Australia right now, a really powerful, beautiful documentary that shows what Australia is like and also shows people trying to make the country better. And it focuses on this one great guy, Bernie. And Bernie is a a guy who runs the Backtrack program. And the Backtrack program is a program that gets kids who have difficulties in life, um, maybe they've had crime, maybe they've had social issues who knows? Um, the film does touch on this in a lot of ways, but he gets him into this program that helps the kids interact with his working dogs. And through interacting with the working dogs, they learn about life. They learn about how to be calm, how to be patient, how to deal with their emotions in a, in a reasoned way. And through that, they learn how to, you know, basically deal with who they are as people and not, you know, go and do crime and stuff like that. It's a fantastic, really beautiful film. I I wept within about five minutes of watching it and not because it's sad, but because there is so much heart in this film. There's so much heart from the story of these kids. There's so much heart from what you see Bernie go through to help these kids just get through life. And we need more people like that in the world. We need more people like that in Australia, helping out kids in need and basically stopping, you know, trying to help stop that that cycle of recidivism and stop that cycle of crime and, and things like that. And while this film doesn't touch on it, I wonder if there is possibly, you know, the through the Backtrack program, 
there is possibly the help that you know we're we're changing the cycle of violence in Australia and we're breaking the cycle of violence and I hope that the kids in this film grow on to be great people and I think they will I really do think they will because there's some beautiful souls in this film there's beautiful people and we're seeing their sto- their story and their journey is is wonderful it's a really really beautiful heartbreaking film in a lot of ways but it's very heartwarming too I hope that you go along and see it because I think it's a really fantastic film. And if you're interested in finding out about this film, backtrackboys.com is the website. You can find out where the screenings are being held around Australia. Also, there is a host of screening function on there as well. If you miss a screening this week, uh, you can always host a screening around Australia. I highly recommend doing that because it's a fantastic film. And as Catherine mentions in, in the interview as well, as she says... It's really important to go along and see this film on the opening weekend because that opening weekend is where it matters. It's it's where people, you know, know that, hey, all right, this film is something that needs to roll out further. So grab 10 of your friends, go and see this film because you're really going to love it. It's a fantastic, fantastic documentary. All right, that's enough of me. I really hope that I'm pushing this enough and and getting you guys excited about watching this film because I think it's a beautiful film. And if not, maybe the trailer might help and in turn, maybe the interview with Catherine in a moment might help as well. So let's listen to both of those right now. I spat on a girl and I pissed on the courthouse. All of us boys have been in trouble with the law. Sleeping under bridges, burnt out cars. I've had a pretty wild life. Growing up, it's just always betrayed that where you start is where you've got to finish. We've got three jobs. One is to keep the kid alive. Most of my family are alcoholics and that, and I just want to break the cycle in our family. The next is to keep them out of jail. Hey, shove your dog up your ass. Third thing is to chase their hopes and dreams. Build a few holes in the wall. How would it be if you kicked a hole in my wall while you were here? Because I'd probably get kicked out of backtrack. I'll tell you a secret. You can't get kicked out of backtrack. I've been to too many funerals of kids. I've had to visit too many kids in jail. A lot of people think it's too late, and it's never too late. Don't ever give up. We're not really broken, we're only bent. I want to be the young man that um, everyone thinks I am, you know. When shit gets hard, you know, these boys are the ones there for me. Well, hello, madam. <laughs> We don't chase. This is a game of inches. I'm just too good looking to go to jail. Thanks for for having a chat to me as well about your film because I I really loved it and I thought it was really beautiful and and wonderful and um you know within about five minutes of uh, of turning it on I was in tears and didn't stop crying until the end. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it it resonates quite strongly I think with audiences for a variety of reasons but yeah no it's sort of um it kicks you in the guts a bit that one yeah yeah yeah. so I'm curious about how you came to to direct this story and how you came to find uh these great characters 
Well, basically, look, um, I've been making documentaries for over 20 years and, look, I was at a party and somebody was going, look, you, you know, we were talking about dogs because I've got a diabetic son and I was going to get a, an alert dog, a border collie, for mm. my son and then we were talking about some of the films that I've made in the past that done a lot of stuff around the prison system and this person, Steve Tataco, put, you know, prisons and dogs together and said, hey, you've got to meet this. There's a kind of amazing guy up in Armidale who's doing all this incredible work with these kids that have sort of gone off the, off the rails and he's sort of turning their lives around with this sort of dog jumping team, you know, which started out as a way to kind of get the kids out of town, out of trouble, but ended up, they ended up becoming um, national champions. And I thought, oh, my God, that just sounds incredible. So I said, I'll, I've got to go meet this guy. So literally a, a couple of weeks after that, um, I went up there. I literally chucked the kids and my camera in the car and drove up there and I met um, Bernie and some of the young people. And originally I was going to do it as a half-hour um you know, show um, for Australian TV. And then when I went up there, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually a really big story. Um, and I thought this is actually... I could see there was a lot of, um, you know... like Because I actually met little Rusty, you know, that wild little boy. Yeah. Um, the first day he was there and I thought, my God, this I could see him changing just over that first week. And I thought, my God, if I followed these kids for a year or two, like, we're going to... We're going to get. We're going to cop a lot of change and transformation, and that's sort of like really the magical ingredient of why you would do, you know, that distinguishes a feature documentary from a short documentary is transformation of character, and we sort of had it in the bucket loads. Plus, we had all the, you know, Bernie, who's a kind of out of the box sort of maverick guy, who's sort of very much a very intuitive person who just sort of sees a problem and wants to fix it, and that's how he's just gone along, and you know, and. and with that kind of attitude is over the last sort of, you know, 12 years has kind of developed this program, which now um, kind of, he has a lot, he has like a real toolkit of like how to work with kids, how to set up an organisation, what works, what doesn't work. And it's something that he can now share with other people around the country who want, might want to do something similar in their own communities. Yeah. So I thought, wow, you know, it's got all of that <laughs> yeah and it certainly is a program that i hope gets uh, pushed out around australia because it's obviously effective like it works and and we see that it works as well and granted there are a few you know cases which you know as bernie states at the beginning like it doesn't always work but for the ones that it does it has a really major effect um, and well, I think it's more its more like it doesn't work quickly, you yes, know. Yeah. I, I think that's really so much the thing. Like, you know, even people who go off the rails and they come back, I mean, you know, some kids can go into this program and it's six weeks or six months and other people like Zach, it's more like six years, you know. And um, But he just never gives up on them. He just never gives up and they just keep, you know, falling off the rails, coming back and eventually they do get there and a lot of them get there. Most of them get there, I would say, um, but it's just not, it's not like, you know, a government program where, you know, you've got a two years and you've got to tick all these boxes and somehow miraculously they come out the other end. Um, and also the other thing that I think is the sort of secret to, to, to this particular thing is Bernie always says, you know, you've got to find your own passion and bring that to your, to your, the way that you work with the kids. For him, it's dogs because that's what he's passionate about. He's a man of the land. He's always worked with dogs. And so that's what he knows and that's how he works with the kids. You know, he sort of 
says to other people, look, it might be surfing, it might be horses, it might be, you know, bicycle riding for other people. It could, it, it's just whatever it is, it just needs to be something that whoever's running the program is passionate about and through the mastering of whatever that is that you can teach these kids how to, um, you know, take control of their lives and work together and care for each other and, you know, try and find a place for themselves in the world. It doesn't have to be dogs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I guess when, you know, the whole thing, when we say we'd, we'd love to see more of this around the country, it's not like we want to spread necessarily backtrack itself. It's more like backtrack can inspire other people to do their programs. And they're already and are going to kind of continue to grow this, uh, mentoring other communities. They're helping other communities um, get their own programs that they've set up. So they're not into so much spreading backtrack, but more in terms of supporting organisations that are already out there and they're already doing stuff or they want to do stuff and then backtrack will come in and help them achieve what they, they're wanting to do in their local community. And that's kind of more the model that they think is going to work, you know, as opposed to just creating backtrack chapters, you know. Yeah. It's more supporting other people to do whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, what works in Armidale will be different from what works in Grafton, which is what works different in Bunbury and, you know, so on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't just go, oh, it's got to be the dogs. It's not like a, a franchise, yeah. you know, like subway stores or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> Everyone has to create their own thing and then Bernie can come in and work with them um, and assist Um and um, you know we're also going. We're also making some training films for Backtrack, and they'll be distributing them as well, um, which is all about the different techniques that he uses and things like that. Um, so people can also, and that's going to be theirs that that they own that, and um, so people can also purchase those down the track as well. So there'll be different ways that people can get that information. But yeah, my yeah. job was really just to sort of show. I think, first of all, we have to understand what the issues are and, and walk in the shoes of these young people so people even, are even motivated to actually do something to begin with. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, and you know? I think you've done a great job at it. Um, but I'm curious as well because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, scenes of, of kids being pretty vulnerable and, and being open about how they're feeling and, and, you know, raw with their emotions. How do you mm. as a filmmaker, as, as somebody who isn't in that situation often, how do you get their trust to, you know, film those scenes? And what kind of engagement do you have with the kids? Well, obviously I have a very strong and close connection with the kids. Otherwise, you don't get that. Um, I, it took me a long time to get the funding, but in, in a way that sort of worked because I had to actually, I actually had to film it myself. And luckily, I, I'm, a, I'm a camera person, so I can do that. Um, and I guess not just having me and not a big crew around that also created intimacy. But I, I would like, I've probably taken, I don't know, like 30 trips up to, uh, to Armadale and to other places, not just Armadale because they travel around on these dog shows in the last two years. So I would spend time where I'd go up and, and, and spend very short but very intense times, you know, like three days or something. But I would be filming or have my camera on my knee ready to film any time. And then I'd go. So... You know, you have to be also, they get tired quick of you, you know, so you have to go, kind of go in there, be really around, so you get all those in-between moments that creates that intimacy in the in the film, but you also kind of, you know, leave and give them a break as well. Like, you can't just do this kind of film where you just 
go there and you shoot six weeks endlessly, that just won't work. You know, you have to kind of go in and go in at strategic moments. You, you know, you keep your ear to the ground, you keep talking to everybody so they could, uh, you know, Bernie would be calling me or some of the other workers or even, you know, people would be contacting me saying, oh, this is happening, this is happening. So I would know what are the cr- critical moments to get up there. Mm. And so, um, yeah. yeah. How do you, as well, like I... I... I found that it would it would have been really hard to in those moments those those you know moments where Rusty's you know being a bit aggro and stuff like that. I found it really difficult, like if it was me in the the, the shoes of being a filmmaker, to not try and interact with that. Um, you've obviously you've got to try and just capture the moment and and show what he's going through. I don't or, need to, but yeah. I don't need to interact because you know pretty much most of the time I'm filming. I mean, sure. there's somebody else there interacting with with um, Rusty, you know, Mm -hmm. and so there's no need for me to interact. My job is to just show um, what what they're doing and and how this little little boy is and um, I'm I'm not there to be a school teacher or to be a youth worker. I'm there to sort of show, you know, what this kid kid is like and then how he changes and how how Bernie talks to him and how the boys talk to each other and how it all works and to show that my, I don't know, you know, in fact, if anything, I learnt a lot from the making of this film, you know, like I learnt how to be a better mum, because I've got two pretty wild little boys of my own, and, you know, it was really, from the day one when I first went there and hung out with Bernie and his partner Francesca, you know, like, they're, they're like, showing me, like, how I can get my kids to sort of behave better just by the very techniques they use in the um, program. So... Yeah, I think for me it was just sort of to sort of what. Look, the most important thing as a documentary filmmaker is, you know, it's very different from drama. You know, drama is it's in your head. You know, you've got this thing that you want story you want to tell. With documentary, your most important job is to listen. That is your most. That is like the most important skill that you must have. And even when you're doing camera, you must listen. You must listen because you've got to got to know where to point that camera when and. Where you've got to listen because you've got to know where what the story is and what 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 how can and then you you use that to then go how do I show this and you know and also that's what also creates intimacy. I mean, you know, you're dealing with people these young people. A lot of them have been kicked out of every everything, and it's amazing. You ask you just ask them like, what do you think, or, or tell me your story, and just listening to them it goes a hell of a long way. That's one of the things that creates the intimacy is just sitting down and actually listening to really listening to these kids not interrupting them but just listening what what is their story how did they end up here what what has been their experience in the world and 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 that is a very powerful thing and that goes a, a hell of a long way and um so that's for a documentary filmmaker your number one thing that's just as important as knowing how to turn the camera on and how to set up a light stand yeah. you know um you can't do anything without that and um, and just, you know, not judging. You know, you can't judge them. You've got to just go, okay. And this is what Bernie always says too, which I, I really think is so important, which is you've got to look for the good. You've got to look for the good in the bad moments or the good in the bad behaviour. You've always got to find the gold in these kids. And I was always looking for the gold in those kids. And then... I got it. I mean, they, 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 I just think they're remarkable. I think they shine through, even in, even when they're a little wild or just their self-awareness, their ability to, to be able to articulate, um, you know, 
how they see themselves in the world, the way they interact with each other and support each other. Um, I just see a bunch of, I, you know, I feel like we, we look at, the, a lot, many people in society look at these kids and they see criminals. I look at these kids and I see a huge potential. And, and that is what, that's because Bernie's been working really hard with these kids to get them to that point. And, um, and that's what I was trying to do with the film. I was trying to show other people in Australia, like, look, these kids have so much potential. Let's, what can we do to help them find a place for themselves in this world? Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's what I took away from it the most is that, you know, it's, these these figures who media and all that kind of stuff have always portrayed as being you know thugs and criminals and and kids who have got nothing better to do rather than you know break into some place and stuff like that. It's humanising them and showing that you know these are people who are in difficult situations or have difficult things occur to them and things like that. Um, so for one of the moments that in the film you go to government house in New South Wales, I'm curious if if the people from the government in New South Wales have watched the, this film or if there's been any response to the film from them? Well, Governor Hurley and his wife um, um, have become patrons of Backtrack um, and are huge supporters. Um, they, they had visited Backtrack before I had even started filming and so they had invited Backtrack to come down to Government House and then while they were there... Um, one of the local MPs had organised a dog jump and as you saw in the film, it kind of didn't all work out because it was horrendous weather and so <laughs> they had to wing it and things like that. Um, we will be having screenings at Government House. We would like to show this to, you know, the police commissioner. We'd love it to go to magistrates and to all of the um, all of the kind of policy makers and the big sort of places where the decisions are made around these young people's lives. We've met, I've met magistrates who basically um, have, have been... They love the idea of what Bernie's doing and are really supportive. A lot of magistrates are in a, in, a, in a bit of a bind because they've got all these kids sort of running amok in communities, but there's there's nothing going on to where... You know, they, only, they feel like the only place to send them is to juvie. There's nothing else happening in the community. So I guess that's the other big thing that we're trying to say is like, you know, um, we're putting a lot of resources talk towards um, juvenile detention and, you know, and the reason why they cost so much is there's a lot of programs in the juvenile detention centres. They've got, they go to school, they've got drug rehabilitation, they've got job training, they've got all this sort of stuff. And so I guess kind of what we're saying is can we get a bit more of that on the outside, um, not take it away, but just can we get some more of that prevent and use it as a preventative thing to catch some of these kids before they even go into juvie to begin with, you know, and that's kind of, it's, you know, I think you hear in the film with uh, Paul Dawson, once the kids have been in juvie, it's much harder to keep them out, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so if we can get a lot of those same resources to just resource the community up to keep these kids out, give them all those different things to help them get jobs and, you know, get them housed, help them be safe, um, and learn in a a positive way, Um, I think that would help. I also think just the educational system is failing like a huge amount of kids across Australia. They just, you know, anyone that's too hard just gets kicked out. Um, That's a big problem. So I think we need to think about how can we run our schools a bit better. I was actually a person who was kicked out of school myself. So I I really identify with the kids on a certain level when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, So there's so many places where 
we, people can be discussing like, I mean, this film is a drama, you know, it's a dramatic portrayal of um, people in their lives and, and it, you know, it's a documentary, this is, we're following people in their real lives, but, you know, um, and it's got funny moments and sad moments and it's a very incredible viewing experience, but we also hope the film will, um, you know, engage people to think about this stuff and talk to each other and create a bit of national discussion around some of these key issues because pretty much all the major key issues that we're facing as a nation are sort of played out in the intimate lives of these young people. Mm. Coming back to that, that teaching, the education part for a moment, I think one of the things which I found really sweet and fascinating was the way that the kids... I, they help each other learn in yes. the classroom, and I think that's a really beautiful thing. And and trying to encourage that is um, would be fantastic. It would be nice to see more of that around the world. And yeah, and look, there's been a lot of stuff done around peer to peer education. You see it. I remember I was doing a story for um, for Dateline, um, working on a story with another journalist, and you know um, they had uh, transgender sex workers, and they had. They would, if, when they did the outreach outreach around safe sex on the streets, it was so much more successful than sort of, you know, a health worker, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, and, and you see it time and time again, like peer-to-peer education, people who are part of the community educating their own peers is a really powerful thing. You, you'll see it all around the world being done over and over and over. And it's because people see themselves in that person. They trust that person. They feel that they're not being judged by that person. There's a connection there that's just really powerful. That and not you know not that healthcare workers are not you know can't connect. They can, but it's just it's just if you can bring the people in from the community to do that kind of outreach, it's just powerful. So using um, Bernie sort of you know whether they're on work crews or in the classroom or you know, just going out on dog shows, the older boy, you'll see it all the time, the older boys, and there's quite a few of them that will be um, looking after the younger boys and, and girls now because they've got some girls in the program as well. So that's a, that's a big key thing. And it's also something that Bernie really tries to promote, which is like, you know, you have to give back, you know, to um, the community. It's, you've got to, you know, learn, but you've got to try and give back and in that act of generosity there's a lot of self um awareness and um that comes from that you know yeah well, was there any pushback from the community for this program as well or it seemed pretty they all seem to be pretty on board from what i understand well no i mean i mean because i worked closely with bernie the entire time i mean um and i showed everybody the rough cut including um rusty's dad and he, you know so I, I consulted with them all through the process. Even the young people would tell me, oh, Kathy, you should get this. And So it's quite a collaborative relationship, really, you know, when you're doing that. And if you're bringing people on board and they get to see the cuts as you're going and, you know, um, you know, if there's any issues, like, you know, we had to change a couple of things because just to, because somebody didn't feel comfortable about the way they had described one of their family members. We, like, okay, you know, this is your story. So mm. I will honour that. And it's not, I don't feel editorially compromised at all. It didn't change the meaning of the film or anything like that. But you just do those sort of things as you go along. And then you get everybody on board and they feel like it's their film. And it is. It's their story. Um, and then they will help get it out there. They will travel with the film. They will talk with the film. Um, and it's a really powerful um, partnership. And with documentaries, especially these kind of documentaries, 
um, you know, it's the only way to really do it. And that also is, by the way, the thing that also creates intimacy with your characters is they, if they feel like you're listening to them the whole time and also you're working with them in terms of getting the story out. And, you know, we sat there, we had a, psychologic, a psychologist and youth worker support um, when we looked at the rough cuts to talk about it, make sure everyone was okay with how we were... Cause we, you know, obviously we showed, as you say, people in pretty hectic moments in their life and where they're very vulnerable and we wanted to make sure everyone was okay with that and they're like, you know, the cool for that to go out into the big wide world and they were. And But we didn't just, you know, we, we made sure there was a good process around all of that. Mm-hmm. So, And okay. Juvenile Justice, by the way, also had to sign off because we oh, went sure, into... Yeah. Akmina and so they also had to sign off not on editorial but they had to sign off on you know making sure that we hadn't breached any security stuff and things like that so we had to we had to get lots of people to sort of for all different things none of it was editorial but we had to make sure that it, it was all good and um, in fact you know we're hoping that um, I think well, we, we were keen to get to get it out to the juvenile justice centres and show it there in, into the centres and for the families and all the people that are that work in them and stuff like that because um, they seemed really keen to, to... They were very excited about the film and wanting to support the film as well, which was really, really great. Well, yeah, ideally it should make their job just a, a little bit easier. It won't solve, you know, huge problems, but I imagine it should make their job just a little bit easier in, in showing people the the vitality of you know the importance of uh outside you know jobs and and inside jobs in in helping kids get better and and absolutely you know. they i'll tell you the workers in there that breaks their heart when they see one of like when tyson came back for like the third time mm. breaks their heart they thought that that was that he'd gone and they were never going to see him back in that institution and you know they do not want they want these kids to go out and do well in the community and um you know i mean you know, I think it's really important that we've got to stop this us and them and we've got to get a much more nuanced look at um, how this whole landscape's working and um, and really all work together to try and help these young people, you know, and not just do this whole us and them, like, oh, all the people that run Juvie are terrible or something. And, you know, if they are really trying to get those kids to, to stay out of um, these centres, okay? And they're, they're, given, they're given these kids and they have to look after them. But they're, they're working with a lot of community people already and I think they're keen to, to work even more with community people to keep these kids out. Um, that makes them look good too. I mean, if they, can, if they can take in people and then there's less people going in and the people aren't coming back, then that also is, you know, a good tick in the box for them. Yeah. So, you know, it's all in everyone's interest to like, you know, not lock kids up, keep them out, keep them working, keep them in, you know, you know, in, in programs or in sort of services that will support them through the hard times mm. um, and, you know, and make our communities safer. I mean, this is the other thing. We didn't, we didn't put the statistic in the film because it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. But, I mean, the crime rate, the juvenile crime rate has more than halved in, in Armadale. Everywhere else in the country it's going up. So it actually works. It's not just a feel-good program. This actually works. Yeah. And... Um, and so I think that's a, a big thing. And so it, it's it's more affordable. It actually works more effectively, and it makes the ta- it makes everyone's town safer. Yeah. So I 
a few of the people I've talked to have watched the film and have all loved it. One of the things that constantly comes up has been they really want to see what happens next to these to these kids. Is there a plan to kind of explore this story further, or are you happy with with the way that it's finished? And well, I I think this film is just what it is right now, and then like you know maybe down the track if if people want to do something down the track, you know, I've archived all of the rushes so we have them for the future or maybe we do something uh, around the girls in the program. I mean, um, I don't know, the future is the future. Right now, we're just trying to get everyone to go to the cinema and see this one because this is actually coming out this week and next in many cinemas and we've we've gotten 60 cinemas across Australia um, to run this film and that's really hard, by the way, with documentary. Um, and we've sort of been saying, look, you know, everyone's going to love the film, everyone loves Australian stories and this, that and the other, but now we have to get the bums on the seats in the cinemas, so we, we really need people to, like, call up their friends, create a little group, go in, you know, like with your mum's group or your group, your friends and, and go and see the movies and have a beer or a dinner afterwards or whatever and, um, you know, check out, check it, check it out and, and, and if you like the film, spread the word, but... You know, Australian cinema is really um, under the gun right now, particularly documentary, and so we really need to support these sort of stories. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard to keep making them. There will be no documentaries in the future if if we don't support these films by actually seeing them. Yeah, well, well, that's what I was going to ask, and I'm taking up all of your time, and I appreciate it. Um, But I was going to ask, for you as a documentarian in Australia, how's the journey been? Because the documentarians that I've spoken to over the years have, you know, a lot of them have have made a feature film, but then a lot of the work is done on ABC or SBS uh, on short form formats and stuff like that. So how how has your path been uh, for creating these kinds of stories and what challenges have you had as well? Well, right now, I mean, I've always got, when I've made a documentary, I've always got what they call a pre-sale. So you get a broadcast to put some money in and then you get that kickstarts all the other government funding to make the film and then you, you make it either for television or you make a feature version and a TV version out of that money. Right now, um, as you know, the ABC has been um, axed to a debilitating degree um, and also there's different kind of commissioning trends where they don't, like just one-off documentaries are really hard to, to get funded right now. Um, they all want series or they want formats, which is sort of, concept type reality shows or that what they call factual reality shows or um so it's really hard you know to actually just get a story that's actually happening out there and it's a one-off and just get that onto a there's hardly any slots on sbs or abc right now it's very challenging i mean there's people in those institutions who are trying to change that it's really hard when the government's cutting their money so the thing that's um that sort of made this get over the line is that we partnered up with um, the Documentary Australia Foundation, which is it's in its 10th year this year, and they um, basically uh, hook up foundations and foundation money with film projects that have the same goals. So, for example, we got funding from, um, you know, the Fairfax Family Foundation, which are really interested in a lot of youth issues. So they were a big funder of us, and we got... Maitri and Matana and, and other people who put money in. So instead of getting like a pre-sale from a broadcaster, I got foundation money and then I also ra- raised money through um, Screen Australia um, through their um, feature film program, their producer program 
and I sort of hobbled together my budget that way. But it takes a long time to do that. And in the meantime, I had to go out there and film myself with my own resources until I could raise that money because it takes a, a while for that to happen. And, you know, once I started, once you start filming a sort of observational documentary, you can't stop. It's not like, you know... You're, what's happening now, two, if you wait for two years or 18 months or a year or whatever, how long it takes to get the money, it'll be gone. Those moments will be gone and you'll never get them back and you'll miss the story, basically. So I had to just sort of... I had to get, do other jobs to earn money and then I had to, in between the jobs, go up there and, and do this film in between. Mm. So it was quite a challenge. Yeah, and I think... it's It's virtually almost... Um, non, it's just unsustainable, really. Yeah. And the only reason why I kept doing it was because I knew I was getting incredible material and I saw these kids trying so hard. And I also, you know, Bernie let me into this organisation and these kids let me into their lives, which is a great honour and a privilege. And I had to I had to stick with it. I couldn't just go promise to do all these things and just go, oh, it's too hard and then quit. So I had to sort of... They kind of kept me going. They kind of inspired me to keep going, really. And... Um, also, I just knew that I was getting, I've, I've been in the industry long enough to know that this kind of stuff that I was getting is not, you know, it's not like normal. We were getting extraordinary stuff and, um, and you know, so I had to keep going. So there was, I kind of felt like I had no choice in a way, but I, but I did choose. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's a very difficult thing, you know, we have a funding system that is not really set up for that. It's, it's very slow. It's, it's, um, People want to know how it's going to end. They want you to have work for big production companies because they just don't want it. It's very risk adverse, the mm-hmm. culture that we live in right now. And there's so little funding that no one wants to sort of waste it on something that's going to fall over. And, you know, they see observational documentaries as a very, um, you know, it's a bit scary and a bit. it's very hard. Um, once I'd filmed, you know, for about nine months and I showed everyone the rushes, then everyone loved it and I got tremendous support. Um, from all the state agencies and Screen Australia, they were all incredibly supportive. Create New South Wales were, you know, everyone came on with great enthusiasm. But it takes a while to get that, and in the meantime, you're out there trying to get all the gold so you can show and say, "See, look, it's going to be good." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got the moments. I've got all the great characters that you know. No one will just go, oh, you know, Kathy Scott, you know, great, you've been making films for 20, 25 years and we'll just, you know, you think this is great and we'll just trust you and I, I write a piece of paper. This is what we used to do. We used to just write pieces of paper. Now we have to do promos and we have to show them character select reels and everybody has to, you know, and it all takes quite a lot of time. And we're, and we're competing with so many other uh, filmmakers and, you know, really good films out there that um we have to we have to do all that in order to get our film over the line yeah and i mean that's the thing is that like from my experience at least talking to people who maybe aren't as familiar with filmmaking as a whole or or the the you know ins and outs of filmmaking financing there to me still feels like the perspective that if you've made a film, then you're rolling in cash, and that's that's not the case for Australian cinema at all. Like it's, you know, no. you you are essentially working, you know, really, really on no budget at all, with no money at all, and and that's it, it's, you know, hats off to you that you're still able to actually get these kinds of stories out because it's it's impressive and it's great that this exists. I I 
really, really. Uh, yeah, I ended it. up paying yeah. myself. Like I did end up paying myself, but I I earn more money when I work for other people, for sure. I you know, um, and everybody that's worked on this project has all given me a special rate. You know, um, hang on a sec, that's my dog. Yeah, that's okay. Shut her up. That's going to rip. Fussy, get down. The postman sits down. Um, the um, yeah, it's all been very um, yeah. She's now eating her bone. Uh, um, she's um, but yeah. Look, it's it's very difficult, and everybody that I know who's um, who's making films, I've got friends who put up their own money to make their films. You know, um, it's I didn't do that. I just kind of used my own money, and luckily, and also I had actually I've got to say. Canon came on board about one year in and they've got this fantastic philanthropic program called Show Us What's Possible and they support artists who've got a big sort of passion project sort of like this um, and they give them either te technical support or financial support or whatever support that they sort of... And they have a panel that sort of decides to take on so many projects at every cycle that they do this. It's, anyway, it's a wonderful program and they... They helped me out with some camera equipment, um, a Canon C300 Mark II, which was fantastic. So I and some beautiful lenses. So that really helped give it that big cinema look, you know, mm. and lift the whole thing. Because when you're going into the cinemas, you have to. It can't just be a, a great story. You've got to make it look, you know, big and visual and beautiful. Because that's why you're going to the cinema. Yeah, otherwise, you know what I mean. What's the point? So it's got that beautiful. Um, look to it um, because I had that sort of support so um, that was fantastic and that made a huge difference I think to, to, the, to the making of the film. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. And and as you're saying, it's rolling around the country in 60 screens, so it's great to see. And certainly in WA, at least, I've seen that there's a few country towns that would be, be showing it, which is really good. Yes. I think not only, you know, uh, not to make it a city versus country thing, but I not only would the city folks uh, really appreciate it, but I think the country folks will really appreciate it as well because that's where this kind of program will will make a, the biggest impact for sure. Um, so, well, yeah, and I think it's I think young people are, are particularly having. I mean, I think there's a lot of pro, you know a lot of um, challenges for young people generally just in the whole country but I think in some of the regional and rural areas I think because of the employment you know the whole changeover um, with the economy and we're getting more sort of automized and everything like that it's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of little communities out there who are doing it tough just generally and I think the young people in those towns really um, are sort of feeling the brunt of that so I think yeah it, it resonates really strongly and I think also because the people, like country people in it, they, I think they really identify a lot with Bernie and some of the other characters as well, which they probably don't get to see a lot of that on the mainstream TV so or in the cinemas that often. So there's, they've got that sort of, that sense of their their culture being reflected back to them, which is, which is powerful. But city folks um, love it just as much because even though those issues play out a bit differently in the cities, there's still the same dilemmas. There's still the same kind of things you know, that people have to overcome, you know, um, in the cities. And so it's um, it's got to really... I actually think it'll also play uh, potentially really well overseas because, mm. you know, in places like America, there's the universe, There's so many universals in the, in the stories um, that I think will travel really well to certain co countries, uh, particularly America, but I think Europe too, but very much America because they've got that same 
they've got a lot of that same sort of cowboy outback culture over there as well. Yeah, and they could certainly implement some similar style programs and stuff like that over there for sure. Yeah, and they also incarcerate a lot of young people. And they do. So, yeah. And in fact, it's really interesting right now because a lot of the states are actually getting uh, are going bankrupt because they're spending so much money on prisons that actually they can't afford it. They're going into massive debt, so they're actually being forced to look for alternatives to incarceration because it's just costing too much. And you know, people just keep going back and back and back, and it's just blowing out all of their budgets. So they're being forced just economically to look for alternatives. Wow. That's... So it's not coming from an ideological thing. It's just coming from an economic necessity. Yeah, that's devastating <laughs> that they've put themselves into that situation. But um, Oh, yeah. They're yeah. the biggest incarcerators in the world. Wow. That's their, you know, they just lock people up and, they, and the amount of young black and Latino people that they lock up, it's so disproportionate. It's, it's, it's so profound. It's, it's really something. Um, so, yeah, I think that... Um, it, it will resonate strongly over there, um, dramatically over there, and uh, and also you know they they have they don't have the same kind of welfare system that we have in Australia. I mean we we complain here, and it, and it, and it, we do need a lot more support in our communities here. But my God, we're light years ahead of where many of the um, people in America are. At. They just don't have hardly anything sometimes, you know. So yeah. it's really different. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Look, I, I, I'm sure I could talk to you all day long about the, this film, and I think it's a fantastic film, and I hope that a lot of people head along to go and see it. Um, but I do, I've got, you know, limited time for yourself. I don't want to steal your whole entire day talking about it, even though I could, because <laughs> uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have two more questions which I, I want to ask. Um, and one sure. is basically, you know, if there's anything that, you know, I haven't asked or people haven't asked you about the film that you really wish people would know about the film uh, before they go and see it or after they've seen it? Look, I just think that, I think the main thing is that I think a lot of people are really surprised when they go and see the film of like how entertaining it is. You know, they, I think a lot of people go, oh, documentaries, it's a lot of hard work and they've got to sit through the issues or something. This is a film that is like, it feels like a drama. And it will make you laugh as much as it will make you cry. Um, it is a story that a lot of people see themselves in and identify a lot with the people who are in the film. And it's also incredibly uplifting. It has so much hope. So I think right now in the world, there's like it's pretty depressing, let's face it. There's a lot of doom and gloom out there. Um, and I think you can't pay enough for hope right now. And um, I think it's going to be like, you know, people sort of going into a Baptist church or something and then they come out the other side and they're like, all right, I'm ready to rock now. I can handle another week out here in planet Earth, you know. And it really does inspire people. And I've had people come up to me and say, oh, my God, I'm still thinking about that film and I just feel like it's so... It really gives you hope that they're for humanity. And I think that is something we really need right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and the last question is because, you know, I like to talk to people about Australian cinema and most importantly, I like to talk to filmmakers about Australian cinema. So what I want to find out is if there is an Australian film that you particularly enjoy that you wish more people would seek out besides, of course, Backtrack Boys. <laughs> um, gosh, um, look, there's a really good one that you can, uh, another documentary that's uh, made that's very pertinent to your um, WA audience. It's called Undermined. Um, Tales from the Kimberley and um, it's a beautiful documentary that I saw at the Melbourne International Film Festival and it's also 
going around to a lot of the other festivals. Um, and it looks at the relationship between the Indigenous communities up in the Kimberleys and mining. And it's a really surprising, um, not your typical sort of mining film at all. And um, I urge people, especially WA folks, because it's a WA story, that would be a fabulous um, one to go see. And what else? I mean, there's so many... There's a lot of really good um, Australian films. The Merge is really good, mm. Women in Black. Um, there's lots of wonderful films out there right now, and they're all really different. Some of them are big dramas. Some of them are little odd comedies like The Merge. There's all different things out there right now that are, um, I think, sort of really nice insights into our culture, our history, and what's happening around. And I think the most important thing is to just check out... I think people like a bit hesitant about checking out Australian films check out some of the Australian films there there's some real beauties out there right now yeah I agree I agree that's that's a perfect uh, thing to end on because uh, you know there's a lot of great stuff out there and give it a chance you'll you will be surprised how great it is uh, you know definitely yeah. there's a lot of good stuff out there <laughs> yeah from the big Hollywood ones to the small time docos and everything in between there's there's a good range of stuff and it's different it's all entertaining and you know i think people just need to trust that the australian film industry can can deliver just as much have just as much impact as the as the big blockbusters yes definitely well look thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and you know i i like to get behind the films that i really enjoy and and also the ones that you know i you know, I get behind as many films as possible, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And But this one I'm particularly passionate about. I just think it was a really beautiful film. And I'll be heading along when it screens. I uh, think it's this week they will be screening in WA. So I'll be going along again uh, because... I what I'm urging people to do is, yeah. like, is, is, you know, get call up 10 of your friends, go to the cinema together. Um, you know, there's we've got... Um, it coming out in the cinemas, it's only on for three days, like a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or just it varies from place to place for a couple of weekends. So this first weekend is the most important. If we don't get enough people into the cinema, it's really hard to keep that second and third week going. So don't wait for next week or the week after. Just go out and see because it might otherwise you, you'll miss the chance. It's beautiful on the big screen. We've got a wonderful sound uh, scape that was done with Spectrum Films, so it really is so much better to see in the big cinema. Um, yeah, so just and also if you want more information about the film and how it's going to, we're going to also do pop-up drive-ins around um, Australia next year um, in places where there are no cinemas. We're going to go into paddocks and do pop-up drive-ins and people can find out about that. You can go to our website um, and you can go to our Facebook page and you will find all that information there about how you can get more information and get it happening out there in your communities. Yeah, definitely. And I'll make sure to share all those links as well so people can head That'd over be and awesome. find that information. Yeah, because like we're just posting stuff and we've, we're, what we're doing is on the Facebook page we're posting because we've got all these outtakes from the film, like things that never made into the film. The kids did a hip-hop song that they wrote and oh, we're wow. releasing that. There's a little piece where um, Canon made a piece about the making of the film with an interview with me, so we've got that. So there's a lot, and, and then we've got the trailer and different things as well. But there's lots of little fun things that are to share, you know, that are like really fun little social media pieces. So people can get on there and they can pick their favourite one and share it with all their friends. Superb. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. again so much for your time. I really appreciate it and I'll be pushing this as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> thank you and, and thanks for getting, I think the main thing, we need to get the Bush Telegraph going. 
Yes. And um, and spread the word. I think the word of mouth around movies is the most powerful thing. And um, I will. I'm much more likely to go to a movie if someone says, "Oh my God, I saw this amazing film the other day." Than an ad in a newspaper. So word of mouth. Go see it. Talk to your friends. That will really, really help. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll get out there and do that. Exactly that. <laughs> Great. <Lovely>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. No it's worries. been lovely Thanks speaking with you. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. So that was director Catherine Scott talking about her documentary Backtrack Boys, which again, the website is backtrackboys.com and you can find all the, the notes about where the screenings are occurring around Australia and how to also host a screening on there as well if you're interested and find out a bit more about the film. Also head over to the Facebook page, which is Backtrack Boys. You just do a search for that there. I'll stick a link in the show notes. Again, as I said at the opening, I think this is a really fantastic film. I think that really everybody should get out and see it and request a screening as well. If you can't make it to a screening around your area or if it's not simply not screening around your area, then call up your local cinema and, and request it to be screened there. And, and maybe, you know, you'll be able to get a screening there because I think this is a really wonderful film. It's a beautiful documentary. Uh, just just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I... I can't sing its praises enough. I gave it four and a half stars on the website, which is thecurb.com.au. You can head over there and read my review if you're so keen. If my, my words aren't enough to encourage you, maybe a, a written review might encourage you a little bit more, or this interview hasn't encouraged you, uh, then maybe it might help you out a little bit more, decide to go and see it, or head over to that Facebook page and read uh, people's testimonials about what they've seen about the film and, and how they've felt about the film. There's a lot of those on there. Um, this is a lot of a word, word of mouth campaign, a lot with this film. As with a lot of Australian cinema, you know, I, I try and bang on about Australian cinema as much as possible and, and get people out to go and see it, and hopefully you do go and see Australian films uh, because it's worthwhile seeing, and, you know, you'd be surprised at how wonderful they actually are. Uh, not all of them are winners, but, you know, on the odd occasion, there is something like Backtrack Boys, which is a really, really wonderful film. And I think it is worthwhile heading out and, and taking a family along to go and see it. It's a beautiful film. Um, so that's enough from me. I think it's a wonderful film, singing a lot of its praises. Go along and see it. It's great. Yeah, now the, the basically the spiel. I feel a bit bad about this, doing the spiel, but nonetheless... Uh, support me head over to patreon.com forward slash the curb au um, as little as a dollar a month helps the website keep going and i'm able to do these kinds of interviews and and get these kinds of stories out there to the world so you know a little bit helps a lot and be fantastic uh, alternatively if you can't do that then that's not a problem at all at least head over to the the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the curb au or on twitter twitter.com forward slash the curb au if you've got any questions or suggestions or anything like that you want to find out about uh hit me up the curb au at gmail.com always keen to hear what people have to say about the show or australian cinema or just uh life in general if you have a life question you want me to tackle it then uh hit me up i'll try and do that as best as possible i'm not a life coach i would need to express that uh but nonetheless i'll deal with any questions that come my way Look, thank you very much for listening to this. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed this discussion with Catherine. I hope you enjoy listening to me bang on about Australian cinema. Um, please head along and go and see Australian cinema. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to Australian filmmakers. That's it. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in the next episode of The Last New Wave.
Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.